What's up, everybody? It's me, the Conspiracy Ape, with my best friend in the whole galaxy, the Culture Cat. Say hello, Culture Cat. Space is faking gay, dude. Yeah, space is I mean, hi, everybody. (laughs) We don't know what's real anymore. Yeah, it's our post-Christmas special. How was your your holiday weekend, Culture Cat? Uh, It was nice. Um, It was nice. Good. We could use longer breaks. No kidding, right? Yeah. I, it it went by way too fast. I agree. Back to work tomorrow, but I guess I'm too blessed um, to stress. You know what I'm saying? Still sure. working, still working, still jerking. True. So, <clears throat> yeah, man. Do you? I, I, um, did you turn your phone off? Did you delete your Instagram? Did you hear about the new, the new new going oh, on with man. Instagram? Um, speaking of turning your phone off, yeah, I um, I did. I I. I left Instagram on the 29th or the 20th. Yeah. And uh, I haven't been on since. And I got on today. I broke my, my rule and I got on because I just, I want to know what's going on. And right. Parlor's good. Um, Discord is good. But I just got so used to the Instagram feed. Yeah, I feel and like those that. people. And I trusted those people. And now I'm just like. Just turn your camera off and your uh, your microphone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've been doing this shit the whole time anyways, and now they're just legally telling us. But it's still pretty crazy when you find out that they're reading your text messages or they they can read your text messages. They can use your camera. Mm -hmm. The thing that really fucked with me, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this was real, but like to see if you're following the mandates, the government laws, you know, I mean, I guess it's one step closer to that to see if you're following all the guidelines, spying on you in your own home to make sure, um, following all the guidelines as far as how many people are in, in your home. I genuinely believe the majority of it is to prevent communication to stop an uprising. Yeah, well, it definitely would help. It just, it, you, you know, it, they don't even need to make it public. They could just see you texting your friend, you texting your friend pictures of guns right. or vegetables or fucking whatever they don't want, and they go, hey, you need to knock it off. And that's what I think the majority of it's for. I mean, they really have stopped our ability to conjugate and get together and talk about what's going on. Oh, so, okay, so let's say if there was nothing nefarious about it, let's say it was strictly for advertising. And you could argue advertising is nefarious, but let's just say it was strictly to gain what you need and what you might want and your desires and sell it to you and give like give you the best option or, or whatever. Do, what, do you think, would you think that's okay? Do you think that's okay? I think it's one of those slippery slope things, but yeah, I mean, is that still? Do you still feel violated that they're stealing your shit to try to like advertise you? Like, it's a different type of violation, right? It's like, it's the difference between like a, um, a, like a sex offender who pissed outside and a sex offender who actually raped somebody. Like they're both sex offenders, but one's a lot less of a. You know. uh, yeah, I would say so. So I think that's how I would describe it. I think it is in, it's intrusive and it's violating, but it helps for them to in, you know send you things that are around what you want. Um, 
and it kind of does help small businesses as well. Like, you know, if there's a, a small little invention for a gadget, like let's say you fix cars and you need like a tool holder or something right. and, and it, you wouldn't know how to look that up and then you get this cool thing and like that helps. But what it's just, it's a slippery slope. Once you allow that, then it's people start getting used to it. And so, yeah, I think it's intrusive. Because there's a lot. There's a big part of the population that would argue like, dude, I like it. It's like, why wouldn't I want them to like show me shit that I need at a good price? If you're not hiding anything, yeah. what are you afraid of? Exactly. That's a popular one. It's like, what do I got to hide? What are the, they got a bunch of videos of me jerking off, whatever. They could have them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... People just don't learn. Like, yeah, I, it was it was it part of the plan to make history uncool? Because people don't think history is interesting, and history holds the truth to a lot of the shit that we're dealing with right now. You can draw the patterns, and if you don't know history, someone can come along and tell you, "Hey, hey, the the Declaration of Independence." Uh, uh, no, sorry, we'll go one step further because I've heard this, which is fucking completely nonsense. The Declaration of Independence is racist. Because it says that all men are created equal. And some of those men had slaves. Therefore, that's a racist document. Now, if you don't know your history, you can believe that and be easily you know, susceptible to it. But if you know your history and you know that white people fought to free the slaves, then you can make a little bit more sense of it. And I think, I, I, I just want to know, do you think making history uncool was part of this program or is that just natural for kids to not like history? Well, history is my favorite subject in school. Mm-hmm. It's mine too, but Which I think... It wasn't too long ago. I didn't know history was uncool. I know what you mean though, like racist. A lot of American history is racist, which is a lot of mis- misguided... I just mean like a lot of people find history boring and they don't really care to watch documentaries on it. Dude, that that's true. Like I remember a lot of shit in school they would, they would put on for us. It's like, could you guys make this a little more entertaining? Like this is boring as piss. Like, for the sure. The music's fucking awful. The acting is terrible. Like this is awful. Well, and they make you remember dates instead of events. Like fuck when it happened unless the like the year maybe. But like you don't need to know what date this was blah, blah, blah. You need to know why that was signed. So like... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I and that's the interesting part. We need to know part. both, but like, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah they they focus sure. heavily on testing dates instead of events and subjects in history. But was that intentional? Because a lot of people don't like history. I would be interested to know what the, like the history curriculum is nowadays. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. Ugh, interesting to sit in on a, uh, like a history class. Are you just talking about like the critical race theory bullshit that is now banned by our, our awesome president? Um, no, I was just in general. It's been a while since I've been in high school. I, don't, I, I wonder yeah. if it's the same shit, what they're teaching. I don't, I don't even know what a history class consists of nowadays. And I'm sure like depending on the teacher, you can get some like fucking pissed off communist teacher, you know, mm-hmm. blue hair and everything. Well, for sure, but I think the curriculum itself at some point was was corrupted. I'm fucking sure it was. Yeah. Teach them this instead of this kind of thing. Yeah. I think there should be cameras in, like, every fucking classroom, and you should be able to watch you, the, the classes live, honestly. I don't... If they're gonna If they're going to spy on us in our homes and fucking Instagram's going to... That's true. Like, why not put a camera in every classroom, hold teachers accountable, know what the fuck's going on in the education system, know where 
might seem a little extreme, but your average person won't just sit there and watch a fucking boring ass class. You know, it'd mostly be mm. for parents, curious parents. What about you know, pedophile parents? Though? Uh, reviews to, to like yearly reviews to make sure. Cause me and my wife are talking about how like school has public school has so many variables. One kid could graduate way higher than another kid, but this kid like, had PE in the morning, so he smelt like shit the whole day, and he had math the last hour of the day, so he's tired as fuck and didn't take it as serious. And mm-hmm. he had a English teacher that was fucking Chinese and could barely speak English herself, or you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's so many variables in school with your grades and everything that you know you might be going to the same school, but you're not having the same experience. Oh, definitely not having the same experience. Yeah. Teachers make the subjects first of all, but the schedule on top of that, obviously friends influence on top of that, parent influence. Yeah, there's a lot, but it yeah, I think the main thing that's not taken in consideration is that you don't learn the 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 subject as much as you learn how to please the teacher. Like I got through school making the teachers laugh and like you learn you learn how to please them. You learn, okay, they like it if I do this or if I tell them I don't get it, I can stay after class. They'll be a little bit more sympathetic and maybe I can learn how to do this. Or I know how to take a test because I know that they, they drink coffee and they leave for the teacher's lounge. You learn how to work the system and um, you don't learn the subject unless you have a really cool teacher, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. But I never took the schedule into consideration as well. Right. You could have, like I was saying, like, I think I, I really liked history because I always had a pretty cool history teacher that did a good job at what they did. Mm-hmm. You could like a subject because a teacher did an amazing job, and you could fucking hate a subject because a teacher totally ruined it for you. For sure. Yeah, the school system is really hit or miss. It's a gamble for a lot of people. Your schedule is... Do you remember getting your schedule? Remember orientation, getting your schedule and going around like, hey, mm-hmm. what's your lunch? Like, You could get a lunch with fucking nobody at all that you know. Mm-hmm. You could get a lunch that's basically breakfast. Remember? Yeah. There was like breakfast, lunch, lunch, and then like, fuck, I am starving lunch. Yeah, yeah. There's three lunches because there's so many kids. Yeah. And you were really lucky to get lunch. You know, and you're like, oh, I'll take the early lunch. I mean, mm-hmm. it's fucking breakfast, basically, but okay. Well, it always depended also, like, if you had a really hard class after lunch, you could do your homework. But if you had a really hard class in the beginning of school, you had to do your homework at home. Yeah. And it was always, or if you took, if you did extracurricular activities where you had fucking practice two times a day, and then you didn't have time to do your book project, and you had a, you had a teacher who hated sports and cared more about academics, and they punished you for it, you know, like... There's so much politics in school. You know, I, I know some kids who didn't even take math their fucking junior year because the teacher liked their editing schedule or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, like, kids get, get A's or, or just even C's and pass classes just because the teacher liked them. Definitely. So. A lot of politics in school. Yeah. Se- I had a teacher seeping that, into reality. I had a teacher that gave me a hall pass with, her, with no date on it so I could use it, so I could be late whenever I wanted. Yeah. It's about... I mean, I guess it's it's like a small form of politics. You know what I mean? I think politics are very similar to like a high... That's, that's what's funny yeah. about Hollywood as well. Hollywood is like a fucking giant high school. That's what it feels like. Well, yeah. And the, the thing is, is even in high school, you have the student body president, which gives you the illusion of someone being... Of your peers being in power, but really the, the, the people who own it and then the right. principal and then... So it's like you have it. That's is that how, is that how the world is working right now? Is like a is like a high school because you and I were talking acting like high schoolers. Yeah, well, you and I were talking shit. earlier about how 
it feels like the victim mentality. It's like it's we're living like you know, maskers walk into a store and they're not they're not wearing a mask, right? And people are like, going, put your fucking mask on. And it's almost like someone is looking for the lunch lady or the the person that's that's like patrolling the high school so they can go tell the principal on this person. Miss Finster. To get them suspended from society. Yeah, fuck those people. It's like people are living in school and they, they're expecting that bureaucracy to be like their high school or their college, and it's not. Some shit you just have to deal with yourself. So I, I, maybe that victimhood has been projected on us from when we were little, and now our adults... Oh, yeah are out in the world and we're acting like children. Bro, school, public school was like a communist re-education camp, dude. Mm -hmm. In a way. I mean, that's dramatic. I'm being hyperbolic. Yeah, yeah. But in hindsight, I mean, I had a great time. I had a great childhood. But in hindsight, you you see a lot of it, dude. Like just, just the rainbow fish alone. Remember the rainbow fish giving all his fucking scales away? Yeah. Yeah. How about they work for a scale, you know, or something like that? Yeah, well, or no, I heard that somewhere. That's can't funny. Can't take credit for that. But there's a lot, a lot of shit like that. A lot of shows with, with very uh, socialist undertones and themes. And like, there's nothing wrong. Uh, our government is part social. We have social programs. Part of our government is socialist. But the, I think they've always done in children shows and the kids shows growing up. They always had good themes about like you know, how life's unfair and certain things. I don't know, probably themes kids shouldn't even be dealing with yet until they're adults. Well, I remember um, growing up with, you know, that's not fair. No one ever said life was fair. And it's almost like, I haven't heard that in years. Word. I've just heard, yeah, well, we don't keep score. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone gets a trophy. It's like that competitiveness and the realism was gone. Like they tried to preserve innocence for too long. And that's a good question. Like, at what point does a kid stop being a kid and it goes into a teenager where people stop giving a fuck about their feelings? Because that does happen. Where Yeah, it does. You know, I, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, it's a slow transition. Like, but yeah, it becomes a point where it's like, dude, like you're like, just a fucking person now. Yeah, well, not only that, but at what point does the fake cry stop working? You know, like you look at a two-year-old who starts fake crying. You're like, okay, you give him the attention because you don't really know it. You feel it out. And then the six-year-old is also doing the fake cry because he's so used to that working. Right. And now, now he's not getting the same reaction, so he feels unloved. But we don't learn as... as we don't learn as uh, species how to maneuver around that. We're just we're just kind of left with the burden of having to deal with the, that that switch. It's true. And a lot of people are not emotionally intelligent, and that's why we're dealing with all this fucking bullshit where they're right. looking for the, the, the lunch lady to come out and help them or the, yeah. the hall monitor to come out and, and stop. Make them wear a mask. It's like, yo, this is a free country. Go fuck yourself. You, you can't make me wear a mask. If you're scared of, what, of this virus, you have to deal with that anxiety. That's not my fucking yep. problem. Let's go, to the, let's go back to the accountability way. Like, hey, if you don't want to go, don't go. If you don't feel safe, don't go accountability you're accountable accountable for your actions like you know what i'm saying yeah. let's go back to that none of this like the whole world needs aa dude it's like <laughs> i'm not gonna sh- i'm not gonna shit on you but if you are afraid or uncomfortable going to the grocery store get your shit delivered get the takeout thing i, I just more people don't give a fuck than you would you would think i think i think way more people are just playing along yeah you know, then you would think. But that's where that's where fights come in 
in in families and, and in relationships. It's someone has anxiety. They don't know how to project. They don't know how to how to tell the other person, yo, I need you to do this right now because I'm freaking out internally. So it comes out as wear your fucking mask. And then now you feel like you're like you're like you have to defend yourself against their anxiety because they can't tell you, yo, I'm just freaking out a little bit. They can't deal with it rationally. So now you become the asshole instead of them identifying that they just have anxiety. And it's it's our world is sick because we're not taught how to deal with our emotions. It's it's kind of pathetic. Instead of dealing with your emotions, you're told that other person's mean and bad, block it out and create your own reality. Remember like the whole, oh, he's just a hater? No, maybe they're trying to tell you that you can't fucking sing and you probably should stop. He's not yeah. a hater. He's just telling you the truth. Like you don't want to hear it. So you go create your own fucking reality. And now those people, there's more of them. And it's, yep. it's, it's, it's plaguing our existence. It's, it's an Hollywood. ideology. It is Hollywood. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't measure maturity with age. That's for, that's for fuck. That's for damn sure. Yeah. There's some eight year olds who are more mature than most 40 year olds nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> most celebrities just grow up way too fucking slow because they don't have the same experiences as uh, you know, your average person. I mean, we don't have the same you know, experiences as they do either, but yeah, at least, you know, going to a fucking public school, scraping your knee, falling off your fucking bike, you know, getting your heart broken, finger banging some pussy prom, you know, finger all banging that pussy bullshit. at prom, you know, getting friends, losing friends, getting yeah. dumped, dumping girls, all that bullshit. And sometimes you just realize like, yo, it is that other person's problem. And sometimes you realize, Oh, it's me. Yeah. And if, if you live in one or the other all the time, you're probably wrong. <laughs> it can't be always it can't always be someone else's fault and it's not always your fault so you have to re- you have to learn how to navigate the difference and we're not taught that by anybody because most of our parents don't know how to do it most of their parents couldn't do it because they just had to put put their head down and work and we're we're feeling these these shock wave of you're emotionally unintelligent but this is the most emotional time in the world and you have to learn how to navigate it. And most people, like you said, don't fucking care. It's like, leave me alone. I don't want to have to guess what your pronoun is. I don't want to have to guess what offends you. If, is me... Okay. As someone who's trying to figure out the world of the left, right? Is it more offensive for me to go, hey, what's your pronoun? Than to assume that you look the way you're trying to look. So if it's like... If it's, what I'm trying to say is like if it's a man who's trying to transition into a woman, but they're not passable, and you stop and go, hey, wait, what's your pronoun? Because you obviously are confused. That to me is more offensive than guessing and being like, hi, ma'am, or hey, dude, and then being like, no, sorry, it's female. Then I like that to me. You see what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. it's a lose lose situation, and they like to pretend like it's obvious to fix this problem. It's not. How about you being the person who's transitioning? How about you deal with the burden of having to tell people what happened, or or what you what your what your pronoun is? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, it's also just a lot to remember. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, well, just choose one for fuck's sake. But what sake, we're talking like, about is we're talking about accountability yeah, and the burden of it. Definitely. And and what I'm saying is that that person who's clearly confused or trying to be something that they're not is putting the burden on every single random person walking up to them to guess or, or ask their pronoun instead of them just being okay enough with their character to deal with that initial blow of hey, what are you? You know what I mean? I'm not disrespectful. You're confusing everyone. Yeah. 
and I want to be respectful, but I don't want to, it's like, how do you tell someone that their breath stinks without telling them, Hey, you need a piece of gum. Yeah. Like, do you, so In so many words, I said that wrong. My wife and I were watching the, the Burt Kreischer Netflix series and he had, he had Caitlyn Jenner on one of the episodes for like no fucking reason. But, um, cause she's a hero. Um, but we had me and my wife were talking about like, when you're talking about Bruce Jenner and his account, do you talk about him? Do you talk about Bruce Jenner? And you say like Caitlyn Jenner fucking ran this and won these medals. Like, what do you do? Do you talk about uh, Bruce Jenner? Is Bruce Jenner dead? Is that That's a good gone? question? Is Bruce Jenner offensive for her to hear? Um, these are all questions I'd love to ask her. Well, cause initially it goes up to the dead name thing, right? You're not allowed a dead name. So, but, because typically dead naming is, is associated with the, a negative aspect. But Bruce Jenner won amazing awards and was a hell of an athlete. So is it dead naming still if you're, t- if you're giving them props and saying that they were the best athlete? So, yeah, these are the things that people who are not inside the left he won have to deal with. category things. Yeah. It's like, is it Bruce? Did Bruce win these medals or did Caitlin win these Jenner's, uh, medals? And is, does that just not matter? Caitlyn Jenner would probably say like it doesn't matter like whatever like I yeah. I think Caitlyn Jenner this just sounds weird but I think she's probably a, a, like pretty a chill trans honestly like I'm not like a fan of her that shit at all I don't like her but I bet you she's more chill than you'd think I think you'd have to be if you killed someone <laughs> no kidding right so like she's probably like nah nah whatever nah nah Bruce just don't nah nah Bruce won medals I well, won medals so yeah here's the thing these the, when the left comes out and says you guys are inconsiderate you're uh, uneducated and you're hateful and you're bigoted it's like yo wait a minute these are legit questions that people who are trying to figure out how to operate within your reality come up with so i care i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings is it rude and offensive for me to ask someone what their pronoun is instead of assuming that oh this is they're trying to be a girl so i'm just going to say she What's more offensive? Is it offensive to dead name Caitlyn Jenner when you're talking about Bruce's accomplishments? These yeah. are honest questions that we would be deemed bigoted if we assumed or, you know, just walked out and said, I don't care what you think. Well, the cool thing is like there are... I don't care what they think, by the way. Well, no, yeah, for sure. There are the LGBT community. There are people in that community that are pro-Trump. There are African-Americans that are pro-Trump, Hispanics that are pro-Trump. Like it's... It does like... There's people that believe there's people that buy into identity poli- politics and there's people that don't. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, I don't think these are identity politics. No, I know, but I'm just saying, well, what do you mean? I these aren't like these is where they're trying to move society. But are you just mean as an example like they, like there are people who buy in it and people who don't and care about things for identity reasons or for policy reasons? I mean, I think that's what I'm trying to say is I don't I, I, I think belief systems are more important. You're more attracted to p- your friends and people it's like big belief systems are more important than ethnicity, uh, like being gay or straight mm-hmm. or black or white. And I think the only people that buy into that are like the identity politics is the far left people. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of tongue tied in my own brain right now. No, I, just but I guess what I'm trying you. to say is like, um, there are, Gay people that are conservative, far left, left, liberal, Buddhist, and don't give a fuck, live in the mountains. It's, it's like, it's not like all gay people feel the same fucking way universally. It, it, do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And the left is, 
The left preaches diversity while putting everybody in their own box, which is not diversity. That's in, that's that's segregation. Right. And that's why it's so confusing to navigate. And if you're a good person like us, even though we identify with conservative values, we don't want to disrespect people and be assholes. So in order to do that, we have to understand what world they live in so we can treat them appropriately. But the world that they live in doesn't hold water. So yeah. they can choose to be offended one day because of this, and the other day it's not okay. Like, perfect example, posting a black square on Instagram. On, on that day, that was what you did. And then the next day, it was like, if you're posting a block, you're just virtual signaling, you need to do, and you became a target of, of bigotry because people didn't think, that they thought you were just doing it just because, or it wasn't enough, or you were actually taking away from black voices. So you tried to help, and it turned, you became the target. And that's what's happening with all of this, because none of it holds water. And I think that that's done intentionally. It's too confusing to follow. Is this offensive? Is that offensive? And it changes daily. Like being fat, right? You protect them when they're when, like like girls, you know. Uh, but then they it, it. There's so much, dude. There's just so much, and it, culture none of it appropriation. Holds water. Yeah, is that a real thing? Exactly. Am I allowed to have uh, a comb in my hair? Can I just can I put a comb? Pick well, in the my better hair? question is how come black girls can have weaves in that make them look like they have white girl hair but white girls can't do their hair like cornrows word it, it's just it's they 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 completely overlook you'll have tyra banks who it has white girl hair <laughs> you know what i mean like as they as they put it um and it's it's too hard to follow dude that whole thing seemed more I love like tyra a- banks by the way not hating on anybody that whole culture appreci- uh, appropriation, um, bangs, white girl bangs hair. I think that was like some kind of fucking BLM Antifa sure purple party psyop thing. Like that's definitely not the majority of people. I think there's like staged viral videos and certain, I don't know, not a hundred percent on that. It just seems like the, that seemed like a psyop to rile up a bunch of fucking stupid people. Because most people are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? We love, we're America. We, we fucking borrow shit from everyone's culture. We, we love it. It's, as mm-hmm. long as it's respectful. I mean, it's not like we're doing blackface. Like, fucking chill out. That, that's the other thing is people don't, like, none of their ideas hold water, like we're saying. So we're the most racist country in the world, really. I think we're the only country that has to deal with race, like, in the way that we have to. Meaning, sure, there's some diversity in Canada's like athletic teams in the Olympics. There's some, uh, there's some uh, racial diversity in the UK's, but America has the most diversity in the Olympic games. And that's the only place you need to look at who represents our country. The swim team, you have Asians, white people, black people, basketball. I mean, baseball, you uh, everywhere. We have every race representing our country in front of the world. That doesn't happen with every other every other co- country. I see that. So why are we... Yeah, we have some downfalls. Families fight, for sure. But at the end of the day, we're still a family. And the m- overwhelming majority of people in this, in this country love everybody of every race. And I don't think you can change my mind. Yeah. We had a black president for eight years, overwhelmingly won both elections. I mean, if that was real... 
Just saying. Well, I saw the support. We were definitely brainwashed as a culture, but it yeah, still happened. Yeah. And it, that proves that we are not overwhelmingly racist. Right. That alone, which is why all of this is so interesting that they chose now to roll this stuff out because none of it's true. The president, our, our current president, um, Donald J. Trump, God bless, he has a female speaker of, of um, the press. In Sarah Huckabee, right when he comes out, he had I think he had a guy for a little while, but he has a woman's representing him, so he's not he's not this. He has Jewish people in his family, so he's not anti-Semitic, and and everything that they said just didn't make sense, and none of it holds water. Every one of their arguments does not hold water, and I'm willing to have a debate about all of it, with anyone who wants to do it, that because would, that would be repetitive. It would, but I just want to know why they think what they think. If you just yeah. ask another question, well, we're systemically racist. Well, then why was our president black for eight years? That wasn't, that wasn't this, that wasn't. It's like, you're so annoying. No, actually, sir, that was a racist question. Yeah. That was a racist question, and you're a bigot. So fuck you, buddy. How about that? Well, we can get off this. Sub- Do you want to go into the Christmas shit? Christmas shit. You tell me, bro. These six Christmas traditions are actually pagan customs. I just thought you'd be interested. You're interested in this kind of stuff. Let's do it. I love it. Humans as a species love to take inspiration from different cultures, customs, and traditions. And believe it or not, Christmas is no different. If you thought those cozy traditions you knew and loved were just about celebrating Christmas, think again. Things like kissing under the mistletoe, caroling wreaths, and even gift-giving are all aspects of pagan holiday that were adapted into Christmas celebrations in the early years. How does it make you feel so far? Yeah. Interested. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Decorating trees, feasting with loved ones, hanging up socks by the fireplace, and drinking yourself silly are no different. They're all part of a pagan history and sacred holidays. In fact... Most of the cultural aspects we associate with Christmas are steeped in pagan roots. Some pagan traditions that have become associated with Christmas. Gift-giving, the image of Santa Claus, Christmas stockings, Christmas caroling, decking the halls with holly, and decorating trees. So, to start it off, who were the pagans? First, uh, first things first, what do we mean when we say pagan? This sweeping term that encompasses anyone from the Romans to the Norse and the Scandinavia, um or uh, Norse in Scandinavia. As Christianity spread through Europe in the, in the early ADs, missionaries got to know a lot of different groups of people with varying religious systems and beliefs. All of these people and religions were lumped into the catchphrase, all term of pagan. Although Christians had a goal of spreading their religion across Europe, they were still quite fascinated in many of the customs and ways that the pagans clearly... Um, wait the fuck phone's tripping out for a second so pagans just believe in more than one god they're polytheistic yeah all right so i was trying to click out that shit all right clearly they were fascinated enough to pick up a few of those beliefs and traditions and adapt them as part of christian celebrations so this is uh where it gets into the good shit the winter solstice celebration Keep reading and you'll find that Christmas is inspired by traditions from the Romans, Celtics, Norse, Druids, and more. All the time, all of these different groups share one big celebration that just happened to fall around Christmas time. 
the winter solstice. People living in the northern hemisphere celebrate winter solstice or the, the shortest day of the year, smack bang in the middle of December. And this is why Christmas just so happened to fall around the same time as many existing pagan holidays. The winter solstice was a huge part of pagan life as they were primarily agriculture people. Winter marked the end of the year's harvest and the chance to enjoy the company of loved ones and rest from toiling the fields. Pagans could stop farming through the winter and instead devoted themselves to worshiping their various gods and celebrating with those around them. As winter in the northern hemisphere tends to be dark, cold, and hungry period of time, the winter solstice was celebrated to keep people entertained and enjoy themselves until the sun rolled around again. So now that you have the idea of the background, let's look at some of the pagan traditions associated with Christmas. So before we move on, fucking, I think like the stars in the sky and on winter and fucking summer and all that shit has a lot to do with uh, obviously pagan belief systems like astrology and because um, obviously they said went like winter and you, you remember Zeitgeist? Mm-hmm. Remember, remember watching Zeitgeist and talking about how the fucking s- the sun goes over a certain star crucifix and then disappears for three days or whatever and comes back and mm-hmm. all that shit? It's the winter solstice is when the the sun starts to change direction in the sky. And when the winter solstice, the sun hits the bottom like of, of our the, of the horizon and then it stays it sets there for three days and it's really low and it goes like it's dark at like five o'clock for those three days. And that's when they considered it was dead. And then on the twenty fifth, um, it rises again. So three days of death, which is what happened in the Bible with Jesus, represented by the Son, Son of yeah. God, that's what the whole tie in is from. So pagan like yeah, I so mean, this is this is basically saying that Christianity borrowed a lot of shit from you know other others, and then there's other sure. people that say that infiltrated Christianity. Yeah, they infiltrated more of the conspiracy angle. I would imagine. This yeah. is start basically saying that they did it on purpose. They were intrigued by shit outside of you know their community. Well, we have see like the ancient ancient Greeks. Um, with Zeus and all that stuff. And then you have the ancient Rome religion, which is basically the, the ancient Greek just changed their names. They're, the Romans, obviously, our, our planets are named after some of their gods, Mars, um, Jupiter, Zeus. And people say that that's why they worshipped they worshiped the planets, which is technically connected to the astrology and where the Earth's place is and, and who's watching over it at certain times and... That which is which is astrology with like the us being in the age of Aquarius now or coming into like just recently, right? Um, and and how that fucks with the frequencies and the vibrations of the Earth, which affects the people and and the occupants on it. Yeah. So it all does tie together, and I've been saying that religion is all um, language for humans to understand the spiritual aspect. Some some say it deliberately like when they say we're worshiping the planets and saturn is the bad one and whatever and others use personificated words like make turn them into people and um it's really interesting how you can you can say it's infiltrated if you want but i think it's all it's all it all is together so you have to address it one way or another so number one gift giving and saturnalia 
Not only is December a time to celebrate winter solstice, but between the 17th and 24th of the month, the Romans also celebrated Saturnalia. This was a pagan holiday to honor of, or a celeb, uh, This was a pagan holiday in honor of the agricultural god Saturn. Romans would spend the week of Saturnalia much like how they spend Christian holidays today. Feasting, drinking, and giving gifts, and being joyful. These days, we fork out lots of money on Christmas gifts. But back then, the Romans exchanged small gifts for the sake of good luck. The idea was to give a gift in the hope of bringing a bountiful harvest the next year. Rather than have a huge list of gifts to give, the Romans also shared only one gift with one another. Somewhere along the line, giving gifts for luck and prosperity became a multi-million dollar business. Isn't that funny? It's all, everything's pushed and enhanced by our culture now. That's, that's what the weird thing is. That's why a lot of Christians are angry that we're taking. I mean, I know that this is about how the actual idea of Christianity was infiltrated by these ideas, but a lot I don't, of... I think it's more so... They're, t- they're talking more so like the... Christians invited this stuff into their culture. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's the narrative in this. Article. That's cool. But what I'm trying to say is I feel like a lot of modern day Christians are angry that they're taking the reason for for Christmas out oh, sure. and making it more about Santa Claus and about gift giving and about family, which is yeah. fine in, in itself. But that basically pushes it over to the advertising companies and the corporations because now it's about buying gifts and it's not about being together with your family and celebrating the birth of the Lord and Savior, baby Jesus. Word. Yeah. Word. To Santa's image and Christmas stockings. Our current modern-day image of Santa Claus, clad in red fur with a big white beard, was largely developed by Coca-Cola in the 1930s. But the idea of an old man giving gifts to children dates much earlier than that, back in the time of the pagans. Father Christmas, otherwise known as St. Nicholas, was a patron saint of children, the poor, and prostitutes. So he was uh, very empathetic for the ch- children, poor people, and then like whores. Is that what that means? That's what that means, yeah. Word, dude. He's um but he's just like he's, dude, oh, Saint Nicholas is is um Elon or um Julian Assange, dude. What do you mean? Because he cares about the children and the poor and he was like fucking um Pamela Anderson, dude. Julian Assange was fucking Pamela Anderson. Yeah, you didn't know that? Dude, Pamela Anderson like went to. I saw that, but I don't know if she was sucking uh, on his peepee, dude. I, I don't know currently, but like she went over there to fuck him, dude, for That's, sure. Dude, she's yeah. great. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. She's a fucking patriot. Yeah. A uh, well, so the interesting thing about Saint Nick, which would mean that he was he was sainted by the Catholics. That's not just you know like that's not you can't say he's pagan if he's saint. Well, hold on. But my question about St. Nick is where did he get the powers from? Because nobody talks about God like bestowing powers on him to fit down chimneys. and well, Living around children. the 4th century AD, St. Nicholas was a generous bishop who was known for giving gifts to the poor, sporting big beard and a long cloak, much like Santa we know and love. But even before St. Nicholas, there was another bearded old man called Odin. This deity was worshipped by early uh, Germanic pagan tribes, traditionally portrayed as an old man with a long white beard with an eight-legged horse called Sleipnir, 
who would ride through the skies just like Santa's reindeer. During the winter, kids would fill their booties and carrots with straw and leave them by the chimney for a slept near to feed on. Odin would fly by and reward the children with little presents in their booties, much like we do with Christmas stockings today. Well, the Santa Claus we all imagine in our heads today is a mishmash of the generous Saint Nicholas, the good, the god Odin, and Slepnir and Coca Cola's iconic red dress character. So that helps, but I don't know why that's not mentioning like Odin is is within. Norse mythology, and it is, I think he's Thor's dad. And Norse is pagan. Yes, but he's like the, he's like the Zeus of Norse religion, mythology. So just saying that he's, you know, that's kind of like taking Zeus and saying that instead of him being the the god of all gods, Zeus is just the guy that gives kids presents. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like. Odin is a pretty big deal. Um, he sounds evil. The name Odin. Odin. It's intense because he's a, he was a fucking badass dude. He did a lot of shit for the Norse mythology. He didn't just give kids gifts. But the fact that this guy Saint Nick was sainted obviously shows that it wasn't just a pagan idea. It was right. you know approved by the Pope or a mix because like Saint Nicholas and Santa Claus are completely different things. Like. Yeah, well, no. I mean, old Saint Nick, that's his name, Santa Claus. But it's not like Saint Nicholas wore a fucking red coat and a hat, or it's not like he had reindeer. Like, the mm-hmm. the Odin story has actually, like, the horse, the fucking, and the carrots out of the booties and everything. So it all just, I think, like you said before, it all just seems interconnected. I don't know what came from what or what came first or what was inspired by what, but they all seem interconnected or inspired by each other. For sure. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that you take like the God of gods and uh, like the father of all gods, basically Odin, and you make him a Santa Claus figure. I think it just came from a, a story about Odin. Yeah. Santa Claus derived from like one small story about Odin. Okay. You know? Well, so the other thing then would be like the power situation. Like nobody really, there's no God influence in old St. Nick's story, you know? Yeah. From what I know of, it wasn't like the book of Job or anything where like God, you like God is involved in St. Nick and it just became this character, which to be fair, your the way you just described the ideology of St. Nick, I'm not going to go on a huge tangent, but that's the same ideology that we have with Satan is that in the book, it's really not in the Bible. It's not described the same way as like a, a businessman with red painted skin and he's like in human form, but also it like, it doesn't really go in a huge depth well, about that. Well, how about this? Santa is an anagram for Satan. Yeah, well, that's Saturn, right? Where that comes in and astrology. It all comes together. It's all just language and we're just humans trying to figure this shit out. But we're bound. We can only be as smart as our language allows us to. And and these words, they they make two concrete things that don't fit other ideas into them. My opinion, at least. Yeah. Christmas carols. Well, the carols we sing for Christmas are undeniably Christian. The tradition itself of of going door to door singing to the neighbors comes from another pagan tradition called wassailing. The rather funny word comes from the Anglo-Saxon phrase of wassail. Translating to good health, every year wassailers would roam through their villages in small groups singing loudly with the aim of banishing evil spirits and wishing good health to those around them. 
No wassailing group was complete without their traditional drink on hand made from muled ale, curd, cream, roasted apples, eggs, spices, and sugar. In the 13th century, St. Francis took inspiration from these happy choirs and started the tradition of Christmas caroling. Isn't that just lovely? Also, for the listeners, this is an article written by another person, and we should all just do deeper research if you're interested. Because <laughs> it's not like this shit is fucking definitely true or anything. I'm I'm learning with you guys. I'm reading. Well, it is interesting to learn about why we do things and why traditions happen. Yeah, I love that. And this is it. Really does it all kind of comes together with ancient ancient rituals and modern yeah. religion. It's definitely interesting. Kissing under the mistletoe. Ever wondered about the correlation between mistletoe and kissing? Well, funnily enough, funnily enough, is that a word? That would be funny enough. Funnily enough, the tradition <laughs> goes all the way back to the pagans. Anyone from the Romans and the Celtics and the Druids um, and the Norse had a thing about mistletoe. It was considered to be a highly sacred plant involved in several pagan rituals. In the Roman world, mistletoe honored the god Saturn to keep him happy. They would perform fertility rituals underneath springs of mistletoe. Yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. Hmm. We certainly turned it down as far as mistletoe are considered and left it with just a simple kiss. Probably a good idea. Yeah, probably a good idea since family is always around. In the world of the Druids, mistletoe symbolized peace and joy. In times of war, if enemies were to meet underneath woodland mistletoe, then they would drop their weapons and form a truce until the next day. In a way, kissing is a form of truce. Interesting. The first part sounds more plausible than the second one. Could you imagine just like meeting under mistletoe and be like, you know what, homie? Let's just fucking take a bath. Well, I don't sleep. (laughs) And then in the morning, we'll decide what happens. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The mistletoe thing is, um, it's hard, it's it's just hard to place all of this because we had a really really big push in like the 50s after the war for a lot of Christmas propaganda and the meaning for Christmas kind of changed after that, at least with like the soldiers coming home and like all those old movies and like that's kind of when like Macy's was really big and the Christmas Santa Claus being at Macy's started and like, that's when the modern day American like ideology of uh, idea of Santa Claus is what we all have, and we're all we're always like trying to go back to that because that's old for us. But there's even an older place, like which is what we're talking about. So it's really this is really interesting stuff. But yeah, I mean, a, a lot of this goes back to that really barbaric idea of having to please God. So you have to like sacrifice things. I wouldn't be surprised if you said the reason why we cook birds is because they used to sacrifice their best Turkey or something or their youngest child. I didn't want to say that, but yeah, you know I mean? These people, well, they did sacrifice things to these gods in hopes that they would get things later on. Word. So decking the halls with Holly. Mistletoe wasn't the only sacred plant for pagans. Holly was another. Uh, oh wait, Holly was another holly plant. Holy plant. Oh, that's confusing. Holly, holy. That's an eye fuck. That's like sandy seashells by the seashore, but for your eyes, it's like chief and chef. Yeah, holly was another holy plant connected with the god Saturn. During the Saturnalia holiday, Romans made holly wreaths to exchange as gifts for good luck. At the same time, Saturnalia. Um, 
Early Christian early, early Christians began to celebrate Christmas. However, they were often persecuted for practicing their new religion. It was it was lucky that Christmas coincided with Saturnalia, as it allowed Christians to harbor and co- harbor a cover for their Christmas celebrations. To avoid detections and make it look like they were celebrating Saturnalia, Christians started hanging holly wreaths around their homes. This allowed them to recognize other Christians and still do something nice to celebrate their sacred holiday. Eventually, as pagans decreased, holly became a symbol of Christmas instead of Saturnalia. Wow. That's pretty dope, if that's accurate. That's really cool. That's pretty gangster. Right? They'd be like, we're fucking claiming this as our own. Comms back in the day, dude. Like, yo, we're Christian. We like to party. Yeah. We're just trying to fool the fucks. Now we can't even go to the store without forgetting our mask. Dude, they were fooling the old school deep state. Mm-hmm. They were fooling the fucking deep state from back in the day with wreaths. And good for them. That's balling, dude. That's smart. Good. For- yeah. We should find a way to make the left think that meth is cool, and then they'll just... They'll oh, they already do. ...do meth all the time. I think every other drug is cool. It's true. I mean, look at fucking Portland or Yeah. Whatever. Good point. Oregon, you can just like do crack on the playground now. Yeah. Just go to the playground where all the kids are and do crack on the slide. You'll just get slap out, on the wrist. The guy outside Panda Express the other day, I'm pretty sure he was high on something. Oh, yeah. Like oh. nodding off and like rolling something in his hands. And I was just, I told the people, I was like, yeah, Yo, you got someone out front doing drugs. Yeah, for sure. But in Portland, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we know. That name's Jerry. He just comes here every day to do his weed, his That's fucking Jerry. His crack. All right, we got one more. I don't want to bore the people too much. Let's see. The Christmas tree decorating. We sure have taken a lot of inspiration from the Romans. And tree decorating is just another borrowed tradition. Besides feasting, drinking, and exchanging gifts during Saturnalia, Romans also hung small metal ornaments on trees outside their homes. Each of these little ornaments represented a god, either Saturn or the family's personal patron saint. Early Germanic tribes practice a similar tree decorating tradition, this time with fruits and candles to honor the god Odin throughout winter solstice. Christians seem to have merged the tree decorating with ornaments, candles, and fruits to make Christmas tree decorating one extravagant tradition. Suck nipples. All right, so my question to that then is, and this is how the whole deep state shit works, are we still worshiping Odin without realizing it, or does it not matter anymore? Odin. Yeah, right? I mean, because that's what they'll say. It's true. Because I think, I think everything's about intent. They're trying to fool you into fucking, you know, celebrating Odin. But in reality, you're just trying to, like, let your kids have some fun and exactly. not, be, not be the dick in class. Yeah. He's like, Santa's fucking Satan and fuck you guys. Yeah, so this is my the kid, whole... I think my kids are going to be, like, too edgy down the line. Dude, like, you kids are... My kid's going to be like fucking libtards. Like, oh, Maybe. You guys believe in Satan? You guys believe in Santa? They might be Santa? like, Dad, you can't say that. It's a pagan holiday. Like, I need to like make sure I don't brainwash my children. I need to be like, dude, do whatever you want. Son, yeah. Your daughter or whatever. But, but you know, that that's the whole like, well, when Jay-Z gets everybody to do the diamond, diamond. Is, does, it, does it matter if the people in the crowd don't know why they're doing that? Does it matter if, if everyone in the country is is decorating a pagan tree? I say yes. It does? I think that if there's like some kind of collective consciousness thing, you know, I think that intent's a big deal. 
So you know what I'm saying? Like I think you have to consciously be knowing what you're doing. I, I mean, that's so just, just, a, just that's putting, just a fucking guess. Yeah, like, I don't course. know for sure, but I, I would imagine intent would be like if you believe in magic, like the whole like men that stare at goats. You want to believe in magic? I would imagine that like collective intent mm-hmm. maybe can can manifest or control reality in some kind of way. But I don't think that and could be wrong. Probably I'm wrong. I'm always but, wrong. But just put it. You know, I don't wrong. think that like. Like for instance, a crowd of a crowd of thousands of people at a big ass fucking music festival singing lyrics that have some deep occult meaning and they don't know the fucking intent of what they're doing. I think maybe it's not as powerful. I think if they were like in a big dark temple and everyone knew what the fuck they were doing and you were chanting and there was intent, I think there's more power in that. Like, yeah. Like fucking creepy ass like satanic lodges and like witchcraft and mass rituals like that and mm-hmm. I think maybe there's power to mass like deaths and stuff. And I don't know. The universe is a mysterious place, but to answer your question in simple terms, no, I think, I think intent probably matters a lot. I do too. Um, but I, I definitely see the other argument. So I'm just interested in what people think. think. I do too. That was an interesting article. There was a, a lot that I feel like, I think it just, I think it just represents as a whole that we do a lot and we don't know why. Yeah. No kidding. I need to look into a lot of that shit. It's the same. I mean, I hate to bring it right back to the fucking mask thing, but that's where we're at. We're at a place where everyone's just doing this thing because they're told and everyone else is doing it, but they don't know why. We're going to get Bell's palsy from the vaccine. I think Bell's palsy is one of the best options. I think the other ones are really bad, aren't they? Probably. The death one's pretty bad. I don't know. I think a couple people died. You probably, probably wouldn't know about it. There's no way to verify if it's real, right? If the FBI has gotten to their house, we'll never know about it. That's the FBI hasn't done jack shit the, in the FBI, decades. Yeah, they're basically the FBI is the like the men in black, but instead of covering up aliens, they just cover up the government's bullshit. That's the FBI. They just sweep in and they're like, oh, the Vegas shooting is nothing. Like we're not even gonna you know how like we always make some bullshit Hollywood video, movie or whatever? Nope. No Hollywood movie about the Vegas. Nope. Because we can't make it seem realistic enough because it was ridiculous and we just want to move on and act like it never happened and censor it from YouTube. Uh, the FBI is here. Nothing ever happened. Oh, Epstein killed himself. Hold on. The FBI is on the scene. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll never fucking know now because the FBI is there. Yep. We'll never oh. know. Oh, the Nashville bombing. Oh, the FBI is on this. Fuck. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, the they airspace like the is restricted. Crew. Fuck. We'll never know because the we'll fucking FBI why. is there. Fuck the FBI. The FBI is literally there to clean up after everyone else. That's, I, I firmly believe that shit. I think they have other responsibilities. Comey's got a new book out. What is it called? I'm a little fucking douchebag. About how, how corrupt our, our president is. Fucking. And how to move on. What a, what a trustworthy how corrupt, source. How corrupt is he, dude, if you couldn't even fucking convict him of anything? I fucking hate these people and the the... The fucking hypocrisy is disgusting. Well, shit better start fucking happening, dude. I mean, we had a we had a special little Christmas and like race relations episode today. We have we you know we avoided a lot of. I don't mean to cut you off. Is Schiff arrested? Did Adam Schiff get arrested? I fucking you know just I saw it in text, but that means nothing. I fucking hope so. I, I hate it. that guy. Well, what I mean, like I know my obvious beef is shift, but why you, you're very you seem very passionate about uh, against shift today. You brought that shit up before we recorded. I just so don't. I think I, I think he's fucking creepy looking for sure. He, I think he has a lot to hide. I think he's like the they fucking all do. He's like 
it, he's like Penguin. He's like the Penguin. If anyone saw the show Gotham, he's like the Penguin. He's like the runt who works for all of the all of the fucking big bosses, and then he weasels his way out by telling on other people and being this fucking weasel until everybody dies, and then he assumes power. And like, there's no reason for him to be there. He stirred up so much hate and bullshit about well, these whistleblowers have proof that Trump did this for for fucking nothing. And he can say whatever he wants and no one holds him holds him accountable for any of his lies or anything. And I just I think he's really, really, really dirty and corrupt. And shifty. And I, I think he's got a very punchable face. Yeah. I agree with that shit. So we're almost out of time, but we're gonna wrap it up with fucking talking about Pence. So Lynn Wood mm. comes out and says basically that tra- Pence is a trick. I mean, January sixth hasn't happened yet. We're still sitting here at December twenty seventh recording this. January sixth is around the corner. Trump is rallying the troops. There's gonna be a fuck ton of people at DC. I'm hoping. I mean, I feel bad. I can't be there. I wish I could be. So, the, I agree. I wish I could be there too. But I think that's a huge move by Trump for more than one reason. I think the biggest being, especially since John Roberts said there weren't riots back then. Right. So now there's going to be a huge mob of Trump supporters that if they don't do what is right, who's going to mob, who's going to riot this time? So you're afraid of mobs? Okay. All right, Judge Roberts, here's a fucking mob for you. Do the right thing. I think that's basically what that was. Right? You think about it. Because he said they weren't, there weren't mobs back then, so he's afraid of mob rule. And he's afraid of BLM and Antifa taking to the streets. But now you got Proud Boys and Trump supporters and people who care about this fucking amazing, beautiful country that we have and don't want to lose it to communism who are willing to riot if Mike Pence and doesn't do the right thing. Oh, man. What's your, what's your prediction? Make your prediction right now, and then we'll talk about it next episode. You think he does the right thing or not? I don't have a prediction. I have like I have a want and a feeling, and I just feel like if Mike Pence was compromised, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna be one of those guys that switches sides. Right? I think at yeah. the, I think if there's a huge movie about this later on, it's gonna come out that Mike Pence was compromised, and on the sixth of the twenty of the two thousand twenty one of January that date, I think he does the right thing. I genuinely think he does the right thing. Yeah, it's just with with the. I, I want to know what Lynn Wood knows. I want to know why he's thinking that. Because on the podcast, remember, I originally was fucking suspect about Pence and mm-hmm. his interactions with Nancy Pelosi and different things. Um, his past people have, have been sketchy about him for a long time. Well, you've been sketchy about him. You said that that Trump, that the the deep state put Pence in there to protect the. I think that they were pushing Pence. They, that that's what the GOP wanted. The GOP was pushing Pence to Trump. I think that's, mm. and uh, I think perhaps Trump wanted to, either in theory keep his you know friends close, his enemies closer, you know, or or maybe you know maybe Pence is a good guy because I remember I, I started to change my mind. His debate was really good against. Kamala Harris and his speeches have just been fiery, but you know, these guys are fucking good actors. It's part of their job. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he fucks us on January 6th or if fucking us is part of the plan still. Um, yeah, we really just got to hold on until the 20th. Oh man. It's so it's annoying. It's getting so exhausting. I hate man. to say I that, exist. but like, 
I totally agree. It's gonna I totally be, fucking even if agree. even if Pence flips and does and and he yeah. does if Pence does the right thing and he accepts the um the contested ones from Arizona and all these other places and he acknowledges them, then it's going to be an interesting 14 days from there anyway, how the left is going to react to that. Because at that point, their reality comes crashing down. Best case scenario, this is still a sting operation. Mm -hmm. The problem with announcing it was it wasn't over yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they're still waiting to see what what people do. He's draining the swamp. You know, it's exactly who, you know, stands for what now. Everything down to every last person. He knows where they stand. Testing. Every, I don't know if it's on purpose. I'm not saying it's some mastermind, but just see, we know where a lot of people stand. He keeps testing people. On January 6th, is Pence's ultimate test. Like you can speculate here or there, but if he, it's his ultimate test. Yeah, there's no reason why he wouldn't do that, why he wouldn't do the right thing, because he would lose his power unless his whole point of being there is to sway the. The, well, you know, put it back into the deep state. If they don't head. have a president selected by the 20th, Nancy Pelosi becomes a fucking president. Mm. What if that bitch becomes a president for 10 days? That's the 10 days of darkness. Dun, 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 dun. Just kidding. That won't happen. I just feel like that I would, when, when, that won't happen. when President Trump came out and gave his most recent speech about the election fraud and he said he's willing to use every legal and constitutional avenue to stop the steal of the presidency. That to me means he he's going to do what's necessary and, and it is constitutional and legal for him to call martial law, freeze everything and get our country back to where it needs to and be. The same goes for Pence. Pence has been going fucking to different venues saying like, I'm not going to give up until the last legal vote is counted. The last everything's done legal. Mm-hmm. So he's preaching that shit. So he better do what he preaches too. So mm-hmm. he's been doing the same thing. Um, so we'll see. It should be interesting. I just don't know how much we'll know on the 6th. I, yeah, it'll, be, I was, it'll be an interesting event. I don't know how much event. it matters either. To be honest, it's just because like, remember how big we thought like the Texas thing was? And that, it's just, I don't know how big this the is. The December 14th deadline. It's just, okay, the 20th. What the, what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on? Is this a slow burn? This better not be a fucking slow burn. I'll, I'll lose yeah. my shit. Well, we said in the Discord that um, y- you're 10 days after the 20th. So... That makes sense. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, Biden gets in, 10 days of darkness is then, and then we get our country back. Q is constantly said, brink of distinction, or brink of destruction, and then we get our country back. Um, Great awakening. You look weakest when you're strongest. Um, I just think, yeah, I think we stay positive and we just got to ride it out. But give yourself a deadline and don't make it January 20th. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I fucking think that's all the time we have for this one. Uh, we'll be back after. This is our last one of the year. So we'll be back for fucking 2021. Shit. Yeah. And I think you pretty much did your final words. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna, you always just say stay positive. Exactly. And, you know, yep. jerk off once a day at least. <laughs> I don't say that, but stay positive. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Culture cast is stay positive. Advocates is jerk off at least once a day. At least. You got to do that for your own mental health. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, zoosnews.com for all the links. Um, For sure, get on Discord somehow. Share us 
share with us your memes, share with us your information, um, and just God bless this amazing, beautiful country, and God bless our president, Donald Trump, and hope that every, everything works out the way it's supposed to. I would like to say God bless Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell as well, because those are true patriots. Uh, yes. Sidney Powell submitted a 207-page report today about uh, election fraud and foreign interference, so that will probably be on the next episode. Yeah, she's going to be on a fucking a new currency. She's going to be on like yeah. the fucking... The fucking $200 bill. Put her face on the Statue of Liberty. Do it, dude. I don't give a fuck. All right. Thank you, guys. Peace out. We'll see you next time. Peace. (laughs)